Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino back in studio today. Now, don't forget you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And I thought we would kick off today with a few good headlines to be in ribbon cuttings. It always means something good is happening around town. And you can find both of these headlines over at supertalk.fm. You may have heard that MDOC, they opened Mississippi's first licensed cosmetology school for inmates. I think this is really cool. The Mississippi State Board of Cosmetology traveled to the Delta Correctional Facility in Greenwood to cut the ribbon on Monday after spending a year helping to organize an instructional program for female inmates. So the first class was 28 ladies. They had coursework in the science of cosmetology and lord there is a lot out there for it just think perms and highlights and colorings and all those other things it can go south real quick if you don't know what you're doing mixing all that together and a year before receiving an official license so the graduates of the new program will get to earn money and they will but the most importantly they'll get to leave when they leave prison they'll have a license and tools with cosmetology board officials saying that these hard-working graduates can earn a living wage within a few years and hopefully break the cycle of whatever got them into that situation in the first place. I think if you're going to be, you know, stationary in a certain place behind closed doors for a while, you should be putting your old dong into some some good use. So that's that's really cool. The other ribbon cutting that I think is exciting is the city of Brandon announced a $45 million residential and retail development. So lots of fun things are coming to downtown Brandon. They're going to have an 82-room full-service boutique hotel, 92 luxury loft apartments, and approximately 18,000 square feet of retail space and three restaurants. So for those of you who always hear about the great things going on at the Brandon Amphitheater but don't want to have to find somewhere far away to stay, Hopefully, within the next couple of years, you'll have a little hotel to choose from that's right there um, downtown. Won't be walk, well, maybe won't be walking quite walking distance potentially, depending on how much fun you have at the at the concert. <laughs> Uh, but it will be close distance proximity to the amphitheater. So this is going to be this is going to be a good thing. They say it construction should schedule in the next few months should start. And hopefully we will see it finished um, fully in 2025, which will be here. 
you guys, before we know it. Um, but will be gone before we know it is the Van Gogh exhibit in Laurel's Art Museum. It's displaying until November the 5th. Now, we actually had Drake, the museum's executive director, on when it first started several months or weeks ago and um, highlighting all the interactive exhibits that highlight this Dutch painter. Um, and it's been a huge success. So they have seen significant foot traffic on a daily basis. And then tons of school kids um, have had the opportunity to travel to Laurel and see this uh, Van Gogh, I think it has, I said a golf go, go, Van Gogh. Is it Van uh, Gogh or Van Gogh? Six one half dozen the other. I think in his native tongue it was Van Gogh. Gogh, Gogh. But Gough. the majority of us learned it as Van Gogh. Van Gogh, go. You should go to Laurel and see Van before he goes. See what I did there? And that's coming up fast, uh, November the 5th. I think sometimes when we hear these exciting exhibits that our museums have, we say, oh, we'll make it. We'll make it there. We're going to do that. And then the time slips away and then you don't. So what I'm hearing, though, this is great for kids. Kids, it's very interactive. It's a lot of 3D representations. And his work really does kind of have that whimsical feel to it. It's very bright. Very bright. And so he was a master of color. Yeah. And I think this would be a great opportunity if you are headed out that way. Or make it just make a day trip out of it to get your kids um, looking at and doing something different. Now we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to hear about the Sonic Boom and their performance in a national parade. Man, they really do get these parade lineups several several years in advance. But the Jackson State University Sonic Boom of the South Marching Band has accepted the invitation to the Rose Parade, which is um, going to be in Pasadena. New Year's Day 2025. So that's how far in advance. But that's cool. That's exciting. I mean, I think that's one of those, I guess, bucket list parades that bands look forward to traveling to. Is that the same year? I will be keeping up with them. I just haven't. That our, um, is it Pearl that will be going to, maybe not Pearl, but they will be going to um, St. Patty's Day or for St. Patty's Day overseas. Help me. There's a lot going on. Good Mississippi. I'll have to look into I it. I think that may be, yeah, the same time frame. It's like, I, think, I knew it was a couple. Yeah, it was It was going to be like a year or so out um, that they were going to get the opportunity to go. And all of the bandmates that were members the year they got accepted will still have the opportunity to, to go then if they wanted to. I remember that. Um, as well. But hey, talk about putting a carrot out there, something to sort of look forward to um, in that way. Have you ever put like a big trip or anything two years or like longer than six months to a year out in front of you that you got to like other than graduation? I think once you get to college, you kind of think of like that four year and then it turns into five or whatever. But in terms of something fun, not that graduation isn't, have you ever had something on the horizon that that far in advance that you were sort of counting down the days to? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the World Cup, since it only happened every uh, four years. Yeah, okay. I think of the Olympics the same way, but we get we get it every two years. It's just different weather, right? I mean, if you're a, an Olympic junkie, and I say have had like a casual junkie, I'm not, I can't tell you stats, very few <laughs> athletes' actual names. I would probably even fail, like if you gave me a list of all of the you know, different sports within both. I, I would just know the ones they highlight on TV. But still, like, look forward to it. Get excited about something positive um, and, and the stories around it. So that's every two years. Um, the only thing I can think of is when we got engaged, our 
our wedding date got pushed two years out. So that was that. I do not recommend that for anybody. <laughs> By the way, two years does fly by, but then when you've got two years to plan something, it tends to grow bigger and get more expensive than you ever imagined, and you lose the excitement for it once it gets there. But I feel like a year, like a year is usually what folks use is sort of like that calendar carrot, whether you're planning like a big family trip or a bucket list something. Now, you may be planning a bucket list trip for years in your head, but then it's usually like you put it on the calendar a year or so in advance and start paying, you know, kind of that thing. Or maybe you're different. Maybe you've had something that it took several years. You knew what you were doing in installments. Some of you have saved up for like big purchases. I mean, that would be, and you knew it was going to take you significant years to sort of, if all went well, to be able to have the big down payment or pay off something in one lump sum or whatever it is that you sort of chose. So delayed gratification. It is something we're not accustomed to anymore here in our Western certainly seems to be a dying art. Is it an art? Would you say that? Oh, yeah. Being being willing to forego the now for a better future. Yeah, that that's that's an art form. Do the be- but the best things come to those who wait and that take a little extra time. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, some things is good to get, but there's some things you just can't rush, like paying for an expensive vacation. <laughs> I mean, you could, but you'll be suffering the consequences yeah. of that decision. Yeah, it's being able to like pay it off versus. Having it like in college, I, I did make a rash snap decision to go to Mardi Gras one year, and then for the next two to three weeks, I was broker than broke. I think we've all been there too. I think you know, life should be full of both experiences. Oh, yeah, because those teach you that delayed gratification is better, but it also teaches you sometimes living in the moment is worth the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that you're going to eat for. Several months, <laughs> maybe more like a year. peanut butter on a spoon. Maybe a year after that. Well, Miss Sarah Jackson from Mississippi, she waited 108 years to celebrate this particular uh, birthday. If you've been over to the Good Things fa- uh, Facebook group, then you'll have seen. I'm not sure where her story is or where she lies. I do know she is from Mississippi, and that she just celebrated 108. Years. Oh, someone needs to contact Miss Sarah Jackson. Tell her to go skydiving, because then she could be the oldest person. <laughs> She'll be. I can't forget. I forget her name. It's 104. It's the current. It's 104 or 105. I think it's 104 or maybe one, either way. Miss Jackson, you could beat it at 108 if you so wished. To hold that distinguish, and you'd set the bar. I mean, because at this point, it's 104, at beating this, out 103. At this point, every year past it, I mean, the chances of someone making it and beating you gets harder and harder and harder. So 108, that'd be pretty hard to beat. It's also pretty hard to beat all the great options we have going on main streets coming up this weekend. We've got that more coming up next. Uh, and push. Make
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Now don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And boy, oh boy, there are a lot going on in October. One is coming up this weekend in Brandon. And we got Meredith joining us with the Mississippi with the Main Street Association of Brandon. Hey, Meredith. Hey, Rebecca. Thank you for having me on today. And congratulations on y'all's new Main Street uh, designation. I know you guys are, are, this is maybe your first or inaugural event. Is that true? So we have had it. This is our first inaugural Oktoberfest. We've had a few other fundraisers um, since May. But, yes, this is our first year as a Main Street, and it has been a wonderful experience. We've got um, a very eager volunteer-led board of all Brandonians, and um, we're committed the quality of life events such as this that are going to bring our community together or continue bringing our community together while also partnering with our existing businesses for continued, you know, economic vitality. All right. So Oktoberfest, it's going on this weekend from 2 to 6 p.m. in downtown Brandon. Meredith, tell us what's going on. Yes. So we are going to be having our restaurants downtown. There's four main restaurants. They're going to be converting to beer gardens from 2 to 6 p.m., they will each be featuring a couple of different ales that you can taste. Um, they'll have more than enough variety for you to choose from. And they'll also have German-inspired menus that you can order directly from their kitchen or you can order off their regular menus if you wish. We've got a kids Zone going, um, sponsored by Trust Care Kids. It's so cute. Um, lots of really fun fall activities. And um, our favorite German Princess Belle, I'm sorry, German Princess Snow White, is um, refilming her biopic, and she's out of commission until June of 2024. But she is sending her bestie, Belle, and Belle is going to come. We'll have a free movie at 6.30 p.m. behind the cleaners um, by Pizza Shack, and we'll have a showing of Beauty and the Beast. Belle will introduce it. Um, All of our restaurants are going to be having different crafts and activities for your children if they want to come into the beer gardens with you. There's live music. We'll have football on all of the TVs because we know it's a big football weekend. And it's just overall going to be a great sense of community downtown. Which I think is going to be a really cool addition to, uh, I guess, what everybody's doing. It, it sounds like there's something for everybody, uh, Meredith. I see that it kicks off at 2, but there may be an event opening at 1. Um, what will be going on of tapping up the keg ceremony? So tell us about that. That should be fun. Who gets to do that? Yeah, so that's going to be our sponsors and our investors in Brandon Main Street. Southern Beverage and Key City Brewery are providing a special keg that they have um, brewed just for us. And it is going to be tapped. We'll kind of have a cheers and a prose that's going to be on the rooftop of the new bank lofts that overlook downtown. And um, then we'll kind of at 2 o'clock move into the beer gardens with all of the live music and the cheers and all the traditional German songs and dancing. It's really, there is something for everyone of every age. If you are not a drinker, you don't need a ticket. You can still come and hang out and participate and just 
just a fun atmosphere. So is it something that you need to plan to be there from 2 to 6, or is it kind of a come-and-go thing, Meredith? Can you come and hang out and taste your beer at any sort of time, listen to some music, let the kids have a fun for an hour or two, and then kind of mosey on? Or is it kind of like you need to be committed with your time from 2 to 6 to, to sort of get it all? So you can come and go at your leisure, once you get armbanded, if you need to run, there's a big baseball tournament in Brandon this weekend, so we encourage all of those out-of-town guests to come and experience downtown. If you need to come and be here from 2 to 3 and go watch a game at Shallow Park or the Quarry Park and then come back, that is totally okay as long as you leave your armband on your wrist. We don't encourage drinking and driving, of course, but um, you can definitely come and go. You can walk over to the kids zone with your kids for a little while, come back. You will get poker chips and um they are color-coded for each restaurant, and that's how they will know when you were there to sample their offerings. So you can you can taste two at a restaurant, sit there for an hour or two, then get up and move to the next restaurant if you want, or you can stay at one beer garden the entire day. It's totally up to you. If you want to stay for the movie, I would say come, you know, midday if that's what you wanted. And that way it sort of flows into rounding out your night with the free, uh, the free movie that you guys are going to have at sunset, which I think is just a really cool, uh, touch for, for the whole families. Where's the best place to park, Meredith? If you're coming from maybe surrounding communities or you are coming through, you're traveling there for the actual, uh, tournament. Maybe you didn't know about this and you're hearing it here on Good Things. Where would be a good place to kind of park and then walk to it? So there are parking lots all around downtown Brandon, off of Dining Street, off of um, College Street, off of Highway 80, which is right through the downtown corridor. If you search um, North Jasper, I'm sorry, North College Street, there's a few parking lots there that you can walk into the back entrance of Burgers and Blues Barbecue. That's one of our beer gardens. Um, The Cleaners by Pizza Shack has the Bank Plus parking lot next to them that you could park in. And then the Gallows is another beer garden. They have a parking lot in front of Jenna Benna's. You could park there, walk down the hill. And Mudbugs 042 is our fourth beer garden, and they have a parking lot directly in front of them. All righty, Meredith, where can we go to get all this information? So I would encourage you to visit our Facebook or Instagram pages. There is a direct link there. We constantly are posting about our event. You can click that link, and it will take you to our software system where you can purchase a ticket. There is a promo code. It's Early Bird Cheers for $5 off tickets, and it is not limited to the number of tickets that you purchase. You can, If you buy five tickets, you can enter that promo code five. It is good for tomorrow night at 11.59 p.m. You just go right to our Facebook page, click the link. When you go to purchase your ticket, put the promo code in, and you'll get a little savings for buying early. We have sold over halfway to our capacity, so we're nearing capacity, and we do expect this event to sell out and be a very large turnout and great time in downtown Brandon on the square this weekend. All righty, Meredith. Well, congratulations on y'all's Main Street designation and looking for great weather and a great event this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you. All righty. If Oktoberfest is not your thing, you may like beer with your tamales or tamales with your beer, should I say it that way. I'm sure they'll have both there at the Hot Tamale Festival happening in Greenville. We've got Daniel Boggs joining us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how are you? I'm assuming that there's going to be beer somewhere at the Hot Tamale Festival to enjoy with it. Yes, 
we are going to actually have beer in three uh, locations. Uh, so I don't think that there, you're going to have to walk far. You're not going to have to walk far at all to get you a beer if you want a good cold beer. Uh, but and the weather's supposed to be nice. It'll be a good weekend for it. So what annual is this for the, for the Delta Hot Tamale Festival? Because this is one that folks just flock to every year. 12th annual Hot Tamale Festival. And it's so funny that you say that uh, whenever you say flock to this festival because we were on the news station this morning reminiscing back to the very first festival in 2012 uh, whenever this was just one block uh, and we had a small stage, you know, not much bigger than the bed of a pickup truck that Steve Azar and Emerson Hart performed on for us. And, you know, we had about 5,000 people there. Uh, and it has just grown and grown and grown and grown. And, you know, now we're getting visitors from all around the world that are coming to celebrate you know, Delta Hot Tamale Festival, Mississippi Delta culture, you know, and eating great great food, drinking some good cold beer, uh, you know, to the tune of about 35,000 people in downtown. Wow. So, yeah. So, again, this thing has just evolved, uh, and we're very excited about it. We're very proud of our culture and, and very glad that we can highlight, you know, some of the things that make uh, the Mississippi Delta great, and that's the hot tamale. So tell us about that. Well, what can we expect? I know there will be great music, obviously great beverages, but the hot tamales is what's getting folks there. Will they be everywhere you turn around? They will be everywhere we turn around. I think that we have 21 vendors this year, different vendors. And, again, this is what we love to highlight. Again, going back to the conversation that I was having this morning, you know, the, the, the tamale-making process is really an art. You know, we say it's an art form. You know, we actually had to go back, I think it was like in year three or year four, where we had to define what a hot tamale was uh, because of the competition. And basically all it is is it's a filling. And that filling is what's really unique because that filling, we've seen that be from the traditional beef brisket. Uh, we've seen alligator uh, in these tamales. We've seen venison in these tamales. We've seen spinach in these tamales, um, chicken, turkey, I mean, there's so many things that you can fill these tamales with. Wrap them in a masa or a dough, and then wrap them either in a banana leaf or a corn husk. So, again, you're not going to find two hot tamales that are just alike. Everybody has their own special touch, their own special seasoning. You know, whenever we do flavors of the festival, and, again, something that came to us, I think, probably in year five, I was walking down the corridor with my father, and I think it was he'd been there once or twice. Daniel, hang said, that you know, thought. Hang on that thought. We got to go to a hard break, but we were going to have <laughs> but we're going to have more coming up next with the Delta Hot Tamale Festival. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or we're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, but you're going to have to head to Greenville this weekend for the 12th annual Delta Hot Tamale Festival. We're continuing our conversation with Daniel Boggs, who was reminiscing over when it started in the back of your truck with just a few, I say a few folks, but I would still say, Daniel, 5,000 showing up for the first year is a, a pretty a pretty good stamp of approval that you were on to something, um, but it's grown every year and this should be your big yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, and, and again, um, 5,000 was a great crowd. It was actually uh, more than we were anticipating. Uh, but again, you know, that crowd doubled uh, for the first several years. And, um, you know, it's kind of stabilized now. I mean, obviously, it's gotten significantly bigger. But, you know, what we were talking about before we went to break was, you know, we do a tamale tasting mm-hmm. um, every year. And, and the one that we did this year, it, it actually sold out almost two months ago. Um, and again, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, what we come to find out is 25 to 30 percent of the people that attend the Delta Hot Tamale Festival have never eaten a to- hot tamale. So um, they're fascinated with this food and um, with this dish. And, and again, we're very lucky and fortunate to highlight it, um, you know, as, as a significant uh, resource or, or asset to our community. So, Daniel, when you talk about anybody who's traveled to Greenville or sort of lives there around there, and then thinking about 35,000 folks coming in for the weekend, how do you even begin to prepare for that? How, how does the city sort of come together and all of its partners, business, private, non-private, all of it come together and say, we got to get ready to show that Southern hospitality to a ton of people? Yeah, the simplest answer is it's eating an elephant. Uh, you know, one bite at a time. Uh, it, it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of planning. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. After each and every festival, we, we take about a week to kind of gather up everything, put it back a, away into storage. Uh, and then we sit down and we analyze each aspect of the festival and figure out what worked, what did, and what can we change, what can we make better. And then we really put it on the back burner uh, because we also administer the Christmas parade for the city. But come January 1, we are back at it full force, uh, dedicated hours every week, you know, lining up the entertainment for the next year's festival, uh, getting the vendors out, looking for the sponsors. Uh, and it is just, it really is honestly 10, almost 11 hard months of just planning, meeting, having those conversations, having the safety meetings with the police department, uh, and making sure that we are prepared uh, for that crowd when they do come in. So when we do come in, because I encourage everybody, it should be a beautiful weekend there in the Delta here in Mississippi. Get out and do something different if you've never been. Some of you are like, oh, I already plan my weekend that we go every year. Um, but how do you plan this weekend? I mean, where do you where can you still stay? Can you still get um, hotels, Daniel? Or is it like stay nearby and then drive in? How would you tell someone listening to good things about planning their trip to Greenville this weekend? So I think there was a post last week from the True and from the Hampton, uh, which are located on the south side of Greenville. It said they still had a handful of rooms uh, left. We do have a significant amount of people that do uh, stay in Cleveland and Indianola. We even have some from Vicksburg, uh, if they're coming from far enough away, who will get a, get a hotel room and just drive in that day. Uh, I can go ahead and tell you, you know, our nonprofit organization, we ventured out a couple of years ago when we bought a boutique hotel in downtown Greenville, one of our missions is downtown revitalization, and that proceeds of the Delta Hot Tamale Festival help us fulfill that. Uh, but we actually bought a 36-room boutique hotel. It's called Hotel 27. Um, and I, I can tell you right now we have four rooms left for 2024. Wow! Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a so, great problem to have. It's a great problem to have. So, you know, people, but it's right in the middle of the festival. Um, you know, it's a great location. You can go have some tamales for breakfast, listen to some music, go home, take, go back to the hotel room, take a nap, uh, get back up that afternoon. So it's right there in the mix. It's right there, uh, right there in the very middle of everything. But yeah, I'd probably say about three months ago, uh, we, we started getting reservations for 2024. That's incredible, and that's just yeah. sort of a wake-up call to those listening, though, too, Daniel, to good things, saying, hey, if you've never been to this, and myself included, I would be I would be one that would be included in that, then you're missing out. You're missing out on something that's probably unique and super special to Mississippi that other folks have figured out is a gem, and you're within driving distance. So shame on us for not at least going <laughs> once and seeing what the fuss is all about, and especially with it getting bigger and better every year. You mentioned music. What's sort of the lineup? I know you, you said our, our friend Steve Bazaar was probably that first year. What kind? What's kind of the genre, or do you have do you cover it all now with the festival? We do, and again, you know, what we try to do is we do try to stay true to a thing. Um, so you know, we try to highlight the country, the bluegrass, uh, music, the blues, obviously being in the Mississippi Delta. So we do try to stay with a theme with everything that's being uh, you know created around this festival. We have up and coming uh, artists. Uh, you know, that's kind of our niche. Uh, we're kind of known. We've actually had 20 businesses uh, that have been created out of this hot tamale festival. They come, they try tamales as an amateur, and they actually will end up in winning grand champion uh, and opening a business and, and thrive in that. So, again, we kind of get the up and comings. Uh, you know, we're, we're uh, thankful to do that and hopefully get them before they get their big break and, and get a break on their on their fees as well. But uh, this year, uh, Friday night, Chase Matthew, who is an up-and-coming artist in the country world, is going to be playing Friday night on the main stage on the end of Washington Avenue. And then uh, the next night, our, high, our uh, headliner is Chase Beckham, uh, which has a song out right now called 23, uh, and it's climbing the charts as well. Uh, but again, we have a lot of great local acts. Uh, the, uh, Muddy Waters nephew is going to be playing. John Horton is going to be playing, who's a really known, well-known blues musician here. Um, you know, a lot of good local acts, but a lot of regional acts and, and even, you know, a sprinkle of, uh, national acts. So we try to provide something for everybody. We have two stages for music and we always tell everybody, if, you, if you're not a fan of this music, go to the other stage. You'll love what's on it as well. So we really do try to create something for everybody, even the kids. Even the kids. Daniel also saw where you will be adding to, or Greenville will be adding to their writer's trail and unveiling one for Julia Reed. Do you know, I'm sure you do, but I mean, can you speak to what will be going on then? Yeah. So Julia um, was in that crowd of 5,000 that first year. Um, And Julia is a native and we're very fortunate. You know, Greenville has a a long history of uh, really well-known uh, individuals, but Julia was in that group of 5,000. And after that first hot tamale festival, she came in and said, you know what? I feel like we have a lot more to offer. And Julia then created the literary culinary panel, which also highlighted, um, culinary arts, but also, uh, literature, uh, with her being a writer. And she started the panel discussion. We actually still do that. Uh, we, we, we've slimmed it down a little bit, but we still actually highlight the food and the artist and the literature, um, literary accomplishments of Mississippi Delta. Uh, but we lost Julia, um, you know, right after COVID. And again, she was a big part. Whenever she came on board, she was a contributing writer for Gardening Gun Magazine. And, you know, I give Julia a lot of credit for really putting 
the Hot Tamale Festival on the platform that it that it is, um, you know, and, and exposing us to the world uh, because she did have that opportunity to do that. Uh, and I think we've grown to this size uh, in large, um, you know, large part because of Julia. Uh, but yeah, we lost her, um, you know, right after COVID. So we are unveiling her writer's marker in front of the Weatherby House, which she actually purchased prior to COVID. She was going to open up a bookstore there. Uh, but it would just kind of highlight uh, her life, her accomplishments, her literary accomplishments, you know, and then also what she uh, she did for Greenville. So much good things going on. We had the pleasure of having her as a guest on Good Things one time, and she was a quintessential Southern lady with a good sense of humor. That's what I she, <laughs> Yeah, she's a hoot. Uh, that's the only way I could ex- describe it. She is an absolutely, she is an absolute hoot. So, fun to be around. And I'm glad that she'll get her honor there as, at the Delta Hot Tamale Festival as well. And I guess she'll have the unveil. I mean, there'll be the marker there. So anybody traveling to Greenville will be able to get to recognize um, her work and her contribution to not only the festival, but also to um, the city. All right. Anything that we missed, Daniel? I feel very left out that that <laughs> I wasn't aware of how great this this weekend was going to be or, or can be. And there's still plenty of time for folks to make their trips, uh, make plan their yeah. trip to Greenville, but what else you want folks to know or where can they get the information? You know, there's so much with this festival. Uh, again, I, we, we probably are leaving some things out, but we have covered a, a good bit of that. Um, but if you want more information, I would encourage you to go to our website, MainStreetGreenville.com. Once again, MainStreetGreenville.com. Um, and there's a tab that says Delta Hot Tamale Festivals. And we under that, we have all things tamale that will give you the full lineup, the full event, the full ticketed event. Um, so if you need all the details, every last one of them, go to that website and uh, and see what's happening this weekend. We would love to see you all here. All righty. Well, you'll see me one year, Daniel. I promise. Putting it on my Mississippi bucket list to make it to the Delta Hot Tamale Festival. And you got to plan far in advance if you want a hotel, I guess, in the mix of it. So go ahead and put that on your calendar. I appreciate your time, Daniel. Thank you so much, Rebecca. All righty. You guys stick with us. we got a few more good things for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can find us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV and head on over to the Good Things Facebook group where we continue posting uplifting stories, inspiring stories, fun, funny, all the different things. One I posted maybe a week ago was about the movie that's now streaming on Prime Video. It's called The Burial, and it's starring Jamie Foxx and as well as Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Curtis, <laughs> totally different Curtis. <laughs> Uh, Jamie. Jamie, uh, yes, but the lead, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, and it's against the giant multinational that nearly ran him out of business, or it's a, uh, it's a, represents a Mississippi funeral homeowner, excuse me, who is in a lawsuit against the giant multinational, um, I guess, corporation that nearly ran him out of business. I'm not real sure about the backstory of it other than folks are raving about it. So many have watched it. They've commented on, on it that it's really good. And so if you've got Prime Video and you've got some spare time to cuddle up on the couch and watch a good movie, then check out The Burial because it was shot on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And then I guess it's about a Mississippi funeral homeowner. So it sounds like he got himself in a pickle or something of that nature. So so anyway, have you heard about it at all, Rhino? I've heard about the movie. I don't know very much about the, no, I don't the story uh-uh. it's based on or the, the making of the film, but I have heard... I had, I heard about it when it was being filmed, and then I just kind of forgot about it until it came back up recently, and that it's been released. So Jamie Fox is the Florida lawyer Willie Gary, who I guess either represented or not. Who represents? Maybe if I read it, <laughs> I would be I'd be better prepared. Anyway, Jeremiah O'Keefe is who Tommy Lee Jones plays, and he is the funeral home owner. So that's how the dynamic goes. I'd like to see Jamie Lee, I mean, Jamie Jamie Fox. all the names, Jamie Fox playing a lawyer. I think he would make a good one in that way. Um, not so much the same kind of lawyer as Matthew McConaughey, but still like something you would, in, you could see him playing that role. Oh, yeah. Really, really well. Then again, he he tends to be one of those actors that really gives it 110% no matter what he's doing. I wonder if this was pre his health scare. It had oh, yeah. been because he just kind of came out of the the woods on on that. Do we have any idea what was wrong with him? Nothing concrete. There's been all kind of rumors. You're not keeping up with your celebrity gossip? No. <laughs> I barely kept up with any news over the weekend. I appreciate that. Welcome back, buddy. Did you enjoy your your long, extended vacation? Brain breaks are a necessity. I totally agree with that. Did you enjoy time outside in this gorgeous I did. weather? Yeah. It, it was tough not to enjoy. I mean, it, when you can wake up and it's nice and crisp and cool, so you mm-hmm. have a nice cup of coffee on the front porch, but by the afternoon, it's perfect shorts weather. That's That's the perfect time. And enjoy it while it lasts because we are Mississippi. And so it will swing back and forth here and there from now till always. I saw a report or I guess a headline that it's not that it's going to, but there is talk that it could. The possibility. The possibility for snow or at least below freezing temperatures for Halloween. Yeah, I think the what in the what what freezing temperatures is a lot more likely than the snow. Yes, yeah. agreed. Some get very angry with that. It's like that's impossible. The ground's too hot. There's da da da. I'm like, look, 
<laughs> I'm not telling you it's going to snow on Halloween. I am just sharing what someone else said is possible, that the conditions could be favorable for snow on um, Halloween. Which Halloween is that strange date that you're either going and you're going to be super hot trick-or-treating here in Mississippi, or you're going to buy the jumpsuits, the leggings, the insulated everything last minute because it's going to be one of the first really cold snaps that we get uh, around this time of year. And there's usually not anything in between. You're either running from house to house sweating or you're bundled up going from house to house wondering why is it so cold in October in Mississippi and then the next week will be hot again. On the ceasefire text line, Patrick reminded us that Jamie Foxx has already played a lawyer in a movie. He was a lawyer and law-abiding citizen opposite Gerard Butler. Ah, maybe that's why I associate him with that role, that he would be good at it. Did a great job. seen him. Now that you say um, that, I remember that. Yeah, it was, seen him it was a great in movie. That, um, in that movie. It should be, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I've heard that it's worse if you have Prime. I mean, it's worth your investment in watching it. I don't think you have to pay extra for it so if you've got the account then go on and give yourself something to do if you do have prime but they want you to pay extra for it but you don't want to pay extra for it search up eureka i spent i watched the majority of that while i was off was that good it's so good it's like the fifth or sixth time i've watched through it what is it it's a sleepy little town in oregon full of super geniuses trying to do all kind of crazy stuff huh something to leave us on all right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.